0: Hello and welcome to Short Talks from the Hill, a podcast of the University of Arkansas. My name is Matt McGowan. Today we're talking to Jamie Brandon, a research station archaeologist with the Arkansas Archaeological Survey and he is also a research associate professor in the Department of Anthropology here at the University of Arkansas. And the first question I want to ask you, Dr. Brandon, is something I've wondered about for a long time. Uh, actually before I wrote, uh, first wrote about the uh, Archaeological Survey, is what is it? Can you tell us what is the Arkansas Archaeological Survey? How is it sort of structured, and what does it do?
1: Yeah, of course, uh, that's a question we get a lot. Um, the Arkansas Archaeological Survey is an independent unit of the University of Arkansas system, and our mission is to do archaeological research across the state and then to educate the public about what it is that we find. And uh, so how I usually explain it to people is we're like ag extension agents, but for archaeology. And I mean that in several ways. There are 10 research stations stationed around the state of Arkansas. So no matter where you are, you have an archaeologist to call and ask questions of. Um, And those 10 research station archaeologists are paired with uh, either a four-year university or a state park. And we have research station territories the way that ag extension agents have counties that they look after. And in those research station territories, we do research and public outreach. Um, So that's the mission of the survey and what we do. And I happen to be the research station archaeologist for Northwest Arkansas and a big hunk of the Ozarks. I teach here at the University of Arkansas at Fayetteville, and I do research up up here in the Ozarks.
0: Okay, you are a lead research Archaeologist with the UAF station of the Arkansas Archaeological Survey. Uh, but as you just mentioned, you're also a research associate professor in the Department of Anthropology, so you have sort of separate but related hats. How does that work for you? How do you manage um, both jobs so to speak.
1: We do wear a lot of hats at the Arkansas Archaeological Survey. So as a part of my relationship with my research station, I teach two classes uh, at the University of Arkansas in the Anthropology Department. And I work with graduate students, I serve as chairs on committees, I serve on committees for graduate students, uh, and I you know, teach a, a good number of upper division and uh, graduate level courses for them. Um, and in exchange, uh, we have a, a space on campus. And and uh, uh, and sort of access to some of the campus sort of things. I serve the campus. The campus serves us a little. Um, But that's only part of my job. That's about three sixteenths of my job. The rest of my job is to do, uh, like I said, research in the territory. Now, the bonus of that is because I'm here at the University of Arkansas at Fayetteville, I can involve students and as well as volunteers and graduate students in my projects here. Uh, And so they get to learn by getting hands-on experience and I get the benefit of having more hands on the wheel, as it were.
0: The University of Arkansas Fayetteville Station includes, as you mentioned, 12 counties across northern and northwest Arkansas. Can you talk some about the uh, Fayetteville Station significant projects over the last several years?
1: The survey itself was founded in 1967 and the UAF Research Station was one of the first. So we've been around for a long time. There have been five different research station archaeologists. The longest serving was Dr. George Sabo, my predecessor, who's now the director of the survey. And he had a lot of great projects that he did across the Ozarks. One of the most notable was probably a three-year NEH-funded rock art project, recording rock art across the Arkansas Ozarks and trying to understand where it was, how it was different in different places, and and what it might date to. Um, uh, But also, he had lots of other projects. He did a series of field schools for the University of Arkansas in the 1980s at a place called uh, Huntsville Mounds, uh, collaborating with Dr. Marvin Kaye over in the Anthropology Department. And so we have a long history of teaching archaeological field schools, teaching students how to do archaeology working with Fayetteville. Now myself, I'm working on um, Arkansas-Ozark bluff shelters across the entire Ozark region. It's a fairly understudied uh, class and a very important class of sites. And uh, we're talking about 9,000 years of Ozark history that's waiting to be unraveled and understood. And we're quite excited about that. We've just created a publicly oriented website about it that you can access through the surveys webpage. And so it's really fun, it's a great project.
0: That's really interesting. Who were some of the people who were living in these shelters?
1: Well, uh, we know that the Osage and the Caddo have some historical depth uh, uh, in the Ozarks, uh, uh, but beyond that, pushing back into far prehistory, 9,000 years, it is very difficult to. Pre- to project any ethnic identity that far back. And so that's one of the things archeologists can help do is try to under, uh, unravel that and figure out how are all these people related? How are people moving around? Uh, how are these people connected to contemporary Native Americans?
0: Let's move over to a current important project and that is Leetown. Tell us what Leetown is and why it's important and what the Pea Ridge National Military Park is wanting to accomplish with Leetown.
1: Well, Town was a 19th century hamlet. Uh, it was founded in the 1830s, 1840s, and it was there. It was present during the Battle of Pea Ridge during the Civil War. And it was used, uh, there was a battle, large battlefield the first day of fighting just to the, the north of the town, and it was largely used as a, uh, as a field hospital during the battle. Now, shortly after the battle, um, this town sort of disappears to history. Uh, and uh, a few buildings remain, but most of them disappear. And so now we're at the point uh, after the 1960s when the park is founded, the park is trying to interpret the landscape and bring the landscape back to where it was. And we don't have any historical documentary agreement on how many buildings make up Lee Town or where those buildings were or what those buildings functioned as. And so this is one of the ways that archaeology can easily contribute beyond the historical documentary record. Uh, We're very good at finding lost things. And so what we are trying to do there is uh, is find as many of those structures as we can and, and, and talk about how they were used and when they were used.
0: That's fantastic. You mentioned earlier how you use some of the uh, the students who are in the department your students and other professor students who are in the department of anthropology one way that you do that specifically with leetown is this thing called the arkansas archaeological field school which dr sabo you said mm-hmm. earlier Uh, did a lot back in the uh, 80s and 90s, I guess. That's right, that's right. So uh, you have sort of resurrected that, I guess, so Mm -hmm. to speak, although it's been around off and on. Yeah, sure. Tell us a little bit about the Arkansas Archaeological Field School.
1: Sure, Uh, well, most universities that have a program in in anthropology and and especially have a a focus in archeology span have an archeological field school. And this is a way that you teach uh, students hands-on how to do archeology. span You know, we teach them a lot of the theories and uh, the methods that we use in classrooms But really for archaeology, you really have to get your hands dirty and execute some of those methods over and over again to get good at them. Uh, And so that's what we do at a field school. So it lasts all the month of June as the first summer session. And uh, these students go out there uh, um, all day long for a month uh, practicing archeological methods. So they learn uh, how to uh, excavate properly, um, how to map properly using our high-tech methods of mapping, uh, how to identify artifacts, how to process artifacts, how to keep all of the information together with those artifacts. So this is very important for them. And for us, it provides a platform for getting more hands on the wheel, as I said, uh, getting more research done, Uh, Providing research questions that uh, students can use for their theses and dissertations uh, and and just the camaraderie also of teaching the next generation of archaeologists how to do what we do. Tell us a little bit about uh, what you found there last
0: summer would be the summer of 2017.
1: Yeah. Uh, so we have, so far we found uh, quite a number of structures that we believe belong to the, the, the town. Um, I think about four structures, three of which decidedly have 19th century components. We even have artifacts directly related to the battle, such as a small uh, cuff button uh, off a Union officer's uh, um, uh, cape or waistcoat. But we still have a lot more to go. Uh, we, we suspect there's a, probably at least four more structures uh, to the south of where we're excavating and we're looking forward to future excavations uncovering those as well. I visited the site
0: uh, a few times this summer while you were working out there and uh, one day I actually uh, witnessed you uh, practicing some very unconventional methods. Uh, a student handed you an artifact and you put it in your mouth. Can you tell me a little bit about Uh, some
1: of your methods. Oh, sure. You know, funny, it it isn't actually all that unusual. Uh, uh, Archaeologists quite commonly stick things to their tongue. Uh, You can tell bone immediately uh, from other artifacts. And if you're a historical archaeologist, such as myself, then uh, certain kinds of ceramics, uh, like coarse earthenwares, will absorb Uh, 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 will absorb water in a way that, for instance, stonewares or porcelains will not. So quite frequently, some of my colleagues, now not all of them will do this, but uh, it's not as unusual as you might think. Not all that unconventional. Putting artifacts to your tongue is not unusual.
0: There is a similar project that will uh, also take place out at uh, Leetown. Tell us a little bit about the uh, Arkansas Archaeological Society summer training program.
1: Sure. Well, that's the the public outreach part of what we do. And that's been around even longer than the survey. That's been going on since the early 60s. And the Arkansas Archaeological Society is our volunteer organization. And we couldn't do what we do without them. If if you've ever seen archaeologists on television, it's never one or two people out there digging. It's a whole bunch of people out there digging. And so the society are people from all walks of life, school teachers, uh, 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 folks who who retired sawmill workers, all the way to folks who Uh, where we uh, work at Nuclear One Power Plant down in Russellville. They all come down and dig with us for two weeks in June. And we have between 80 and 100 volunteers come out and work with us during that time. And that's a lot different. The field schools that we do uh, uh, usually involve like 10 to 15 students, something along those lines. So to have... 80 to 100 people for two weeks out there digging is quite a undertaking Uh, and it's one we've been doing every summer since the 60s and uh, we really know how to do it and it's really impressive and fun to watch and uh, this time around I think the field school will be happening at the same time so the field school students will be to be involved with the broader public digging with us too and they'll learn a lot about public archaeology that way.
0: Thank you, Dr. Brandon. It was very interesting uh, talking to you and, and uh, visiting the site. And we look forward to hearing more about your accomplishments out at Leetown. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. Music for Short Talks from the Hill was written and performed by Ben Harris, guitar instructor at the University of Arkansas. For more information and additional podcasts, go to kuaf.com or researchfrontiers.uark.edu the home of research news at the University of Arkansas.